Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Yankee Stadium. They win the final game, 5-2, to two, to remain the baseball champions of the world. The Yankees, with this 9-0 crusher, have won their 17th World Series. The Yankees again are world champions. The Yankees win their 21st World Series. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Ball game over. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. The Yankees are back on top. World champions for the 27th time. What's going on, Yankee fan? It is another episode of the Chase for 28 podcast. It's me, your old pal Chris, and I am podcast Paisanolis. AJ is on special assignment. So it's just me here as we talk about the Yankees in episode number 52 of the podcast. Uh, There's no other way to say this, but the Yankees suck right now, and they have sucked for quite some time, which is surprising because for so much of this season, the Yankees have been playing fantastic baseball, and there's really no other way to put it other than they suck right now, and they are not playing good baseball. Before we get too deep into the episode, here is the trivia question for you today. Who is the only major league player in history to be on the field for three perfect games? And this one's multiple choice. So your choices are A, Yogi Berra, B, Bernie Williams, C, Paul O'Neill, or D, Joe DiMaggio. Which of those four was the only player in Major League history to be on the field for three perfect games? I'll have the answer before we close out the episode. All right, let's get into it. First, it has been a little bit of extra time since we recorded our last episode, and we were going to talk about the upcoming Paul O'Neill number retirement uh, festivities, event, and but that is now in the past because it happened. So from both AJ and myself, congratulations to Paul O'Neill, the warrior, for his number 21 being officially retired by the Yankees. And that happened today, August 21st, 2022. It's been eight years since Paul O'Neill was honored with a plaque in Monument Park, and today he saw his number 21 retired before the game against the Blue Jays. Paul O'Neill becomes the 23rd Yankees player or manager to have their number retired, and the first since Jeter in 2017. Guests on hand for today's festivities included the Bam Tino, Tino Martinez, Bernie Williams, Jorge Posada, Andy Pettit, Mariano Rivera, and former and longtime head athletic trainer Gene Monahan. and there were video messages from David Cohn, Joe Torre, Don Mattingly, Derek Jeter, and an additional one from Roberto Clemente Jr., who applauded O'Neill's fiery, quote-unquote, passion to win. O'Neill got a number of fantastic gifts from the Yankees. He was gifted an autographed jersey, number 21 jersey, that was signed by the 2022 Yankees. So hopefully that becomes valuable if they go on to win the World Series. He was gifted 
a large framed number 21 that has uh, information about the the little plaque that now reads uh, under his number out in Monument Park beyond the center field wall. And of course, the coolest gift was he was presented with a, a water cooler, a Gatorade cooler with the number 21 on it with a bat kind of stabbing through it. And when he was given this water cooler, O'Neill promptly kicked it over. Uh, certainly classic Paul O'Neill moment. Uh, so many highlights and clips of him kicking water coolers, punching water coolers. Uh, they, they show it on Yes all the time. But uh, certainly congratulations to Paul O'Neill, who had his wife, his children, his grandchildren. O'Neill is 59 years old. He's a grandpa. He's grandpa warrior now. <laughs> um, with this, uh, O'Neill joins Jeter, Posada, Pettit, Rivera, Bernie Williams, and Joe Torre from the late 90s, early 2000s dynasty era. So, you know, congratulations to Paul O'Neill. And I'll link in the show notes for this episode, a link to him speaking and uh, some more information uh, about his number retirement. But congratulations to Paul O'Neill, certainly a valued member of the Yankees, for sure. All right, let's get into the current state of the Yankees, who, I'll be honest, when the game started today, I felt that I wished Paul O'Neill was playing right field and batting third, fourth, or fifth for the Yankees. But as I started with, this team has been horrendous for quite some time. I don't have the up-to-date numbers in front of me, but since roughly around May 17th, the Yankees are a second-place team. Now, what, is, what do I mean by that? Since about May 17th, the Yankees have been bested by the Baltimore Orioles with their record. So the ALE standings, since about May 17th, the Yankees are in second place in the AL East, Baltimore being in first place. It's only like by a game or two in the loss column and the win column. So that's how bad the Yankees have been playing. But on the other side, kudos to the Baltimore Orioles, who are projected to be a 100-loss team, and they are in probable contention for one of the two wildcard spots in the American League now. Since the trade deadline, this team is 4-13. and 13. Let me just let that sink in. Yeah, 4-13. and 13. They have been bad. <laughs> nothing has been working here in the month of August. Uh, nothing has been working out well since the All-Star break. This team is just playing the almost absolute worst possible baseball you can play in terms of wins and losses. Now, the injury bug is certainly affecting this team. The trade deadline has affected this team, and it just hasn't been good. All right, Frankie Montas, I think he was option B. I think the Yankees really would have liked to get Luis Castillo from Cincinnati, but he's in Seattle, and we got Frankie Montas, whose Yankees ERA is 9. Not point nine, nine. He's allowed 26 base runners over 14 innings in his first three starts with the team. Prior to that, with Oakland, his ERA was 3.18 in 19 starts with the Athletics. So Montas has been bad. And let's be honest, Jordan Montgomery isn't making this look even better. He's making it look worse. Jordan Montgomery, who got traded basically at the last minute before the trade deadline, he's in St. Louis, and he's 3-0 with a .54 ERA with three starts 
with the Cardinals. Another Yankee starter who was traded away, that would be J.P. Sears from the Yankees. And as I pull that up, let's go over to J.P. Sears' MLB page. And he is, let's see, game log, da, 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 da. compelling audio. Uh, let's see, he is, <laughs> uh, he is, in his last seven games, he is 2-0 with a 1.76 year. I think he's 4-0 with the athletics. Okay, 26 years old, traded away for a guy whose ERA is nine with this team, right? But hey, Brian Cashman knows what he's doing, right? Brian Cashman is going to lead the Yankees to the promised land. I have serious doubts, I'll be honest at this point. Now, can they right the ship? Absolutely. But what's it going to take to get this Yankee team back to where we want to go? How do we get back? to the World Series? How do we win a 28th World Series championship? I read an article uh, today, not today, the other day on Yanks Go Yard, uh, and these are three players the Yankees should designate for assignment in order to improve their World Series hopes. It's time to say goodbye to the following players I agree with. It's time to DFA Marwin Gonzalez. Yeah, sure, he played today, but when's the last time he played? We need to DFA Aaron Hicks. Sorry, it's not working. He's not going to become the next Bernie Williams. And it's time to designate Albert Abreu for assignment. Okay? The Yankees let him go. He was part of the trade to bring, to bring Trevino to the Yankees, so he went to Texas. He was ultimately released by the Texas Rangers. He was signed by the Kansas City Royals and then ultimately DFA'd by the Royals, and he's been brought back to the Yankees. Does he have a live arm? Yes, but he's not pitching good. He's not consistently good in their place. I mean, the Yankees have tried to inject a little bit of youth here, a little bit of head scratching. Uh, the Yankees called up prior to this Toronto series, Oswaldo Cabrera, who is a third baseman, shortstop, and apparently an outfielder. <laughs> Estevan Florial, who, if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, I am high on Florial and would like to see him get a legitimate shot. And they called back up Ron Marinacchio, relief pitcher. But nothing has gone right for this team. Now, over this weekend, yes, the Yankees lost three out of four. And actually, you know what? Let me, let's recap since the last episode. So currently, again, we've done this Toronto series. We're getting ready to play the Mets at home tomorrow and Tuesday, August 22nd and 23rd. And the Yankees are currently 74 and 48. And they're in first place in the American League East. They have an eight-game lead over Tampa Bay and Toronto. They trail the Houston Astros by uh, three and a half games for best record in the American League. And in terms of all of Major League Baseball, they are now 11 games back of the best record in baseball behind the Dodgers, the Mets, the Braves, Houston. So, so they're behind a bunch of teams for best record in Major League Baseball now. If I back on our opening day episode, our season preview episode, if AJ and I had said to you that the Yankees in mid to late August would be eight games up, they'd be, let's see, 26 games over 500. Sorry. Yeah. 26 games over 500. We would have signed up for that. The problem is if they continue to play well, 
again, if, if we're looking at it in, in their last 17 games, if you flip their record, you flip that record, you know, <laughs> we're looking at a team that has over 80 wins and, you know, is again on, on record setting pace to have one of the best seasons a team can have in baseball history. Here's the bright side, though. Here's the bright side. The Yankees are going through this now. If, and I don't think it's a big if, but when they right the ship and they get things going in a better direction and they again play winning baseball, it's, I'd rather have this go down now than be playing well and all of a sudden the playoffs hit and the offense disappears. Let the offense disappear here in the month of August. Let this team find itself. Let this team figure things out here as we get into the end of August, into September, and start to play better baseball. Let's put 4 and 13 behind us, okay? Let, let's put that in the past. Right now, 1-0. and Got the two-game series with the Mets, and then we take the, the big West Coast trip starting with Oakland next week. Let's start with today. I'm not going to say we have to Mariano dunk in this. You know, we play today, we win today. But let's see what this team does from now. Let, let's start with a win. Okay, let's start with a win today over the Blue Jays. And let's move forward and see what happens between now and the middle to the end of October. From August 21st. Right now, this team is 1-0. Let's see what happens the rest of the way. And if you want to see what happens the rest of the way, consider, I don't know, Going to a Yankee game. How are you going to get tickets? We want to tell you about the SeatGeek app. That's right. SeatGeek is a sponsor of the Chase for 28 podcast. And we want to pass some savings on to you. Get the SeatGeek app. Go to chasefor28.com slash SeatGeek. That's S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K. And at checkout, use the promo code chasefor28 and you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. So make that first purchase some Yankee tickets. Sounds like a good idea to me. So go grab the SeatGeek app and use promo code ChaseFor28 and save $20 off your first purchase. And thank you to SeatGeek for supporting the Chase for 28 podcast. And as we look ahead, as I said just a few seconds ago, tomorrow and Tuesday, August 22nd and 23rd, the Yankees are hosting the Mets. And I believe, as I'm recording this, they are scheduled to face Scherzer and DeGrom on Monday and Tuesday. So you might be thinking, uh, well, there's no way they're winning both of these games. But hey, you got to play the games. And, you know, again, if we're going to start and see where we're going here the rest of the season, let, let's hit two of baseball's best pitchers. All right. We should have Giancarlo Stanton coming off the IL shortly. But again, Giancarlo Stanton coming off the IL isn't going to change the offense dramatically. I mean, it should have a ripple effect. Getting Stanton back in the lineup, batting behind Judge should give Judge a little protection. Because if you look at this lineup top to bottom, nobody has been doing anything for about three, four weeks. Okay, probably longer. Okay, so we need to bolster that lineup. So it's not that Stanton has to come back and be mashing home runs. But you got to get somebody in this lineup who's hitting. And if the hitting shut off all at the same time, well, Major League Baseball better watch out. If 
it wakes up all at the same time, and this and this team, you know, starts rolling. So as I said, we got the Mets Monday and Tuesday off on Thursday, and then it's a four-game series. Sorry, off on Wednesday, and then it's a four-game series out on the West Coast against the Oakland Athletics, where we will probably face the undefeated J.P. Sears. So hopefully that works out better for the Yankees than when they faced Jordan Montgomery for the first time as the opposing pitcher and not one of their own. All right. Our Yankee trivia question for this episode was, who is the only major league player in history to be on the field for three perfect games? And your choices were Yogi Berra, Bernie Williams, Paul O'Neill, and Joe DiMaggio. And the answer is C, Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill participated in three perfect games in his career. He was a part of Tom Browning's no-hitter. That was on September 16th, 1988, and that was the Reds versus the Dodgers. And of course, he was on the field for David Wells' perfect game in 1998 against the Twins, and Cohn's perfect game on July 18th, 1999 against the Expos. That's our Yankee trivia question. And that about does it for this episode of Chase for 28. You got opinions? We want to hear them. Email us, feedback at chasefor28.com. Connect with us on Twitter at chasefor28pod. I want to thank you for listening to this episode. The next episode should come your way on August 27th. And if you want to get some audio feedback to us, do that by August 26th at 5 p.m. Send us a voicemail to chasefor28.com slash voicemail. And of course, you can support the show in a couple of ways. First and foremost, tell a fellow Yankee fan about the podcast. Show them how to subscribe to it on their phone, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, whatever. Show them how to do it. You could also become a legend. Visit chasefor28.com slash legend, and you can support the show financially. Also, grab that merch. Go to chasefor28.com slash merch and pick up your Chase for 28 t-shirt or a Nobody Beats the Riz t-shirt. We got all sorts of good stuff out there promoting the podcast and showing our support for the Yankees. And of course, go grab the SeatGeek app. Go to chasefor28.com slash SeatGeek. And of course, use our promo code chasefor28 at checkout, and that'll save you $20 off your first purchase. Again, AJ is on special assignment, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Oh, you know what? Real quick, let me throw in here. Go and join our Facebook group. It's growing. Go to chasefor28.com slash Facebook and join that today. Did a little bit of live streaming in there, so make sure you got alerts turned on for whatever you do on Facebook, and uh, I may go live. And uh, I also did a Twitter space uh, on our Twitter handle, so follow us on Twitter and be on the lookout for that, where I'm just trying to engage you all in conversation. So thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Let's go Yankees.